welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We have a very special guest today. Y'all are going to be so excited because I am here with Hall star extraordinaire Katrina Law and writer extraordinaire Tracy Andrine. And <laughs> yes, who are uh, all, both uh, both part of this uh, upcoming movie, Christmas with the Darlings. So fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having for us. Having so yes. yeah, we're really excited because we haven't done an interview together before. So this is I a know, first for us. I know. Well, Tracy, <laughs> you've been with you've done a couple different interviews with us. And so why don't you guess people for why don't you tell tell the listeners uh, your connection to Katrina aside from doing these movies together? Well, I mean, basically it's you know, I can't seem to avoid her. It's been what, 15 years at this point. You know, <laughs> she seems to be sticking with my brother. And <laughs> so I guess we're, you know, we're gonna still remain, you know, sisters in law. Yeah, and uh, no, and I'm the I, Katrina is uh, the love of my youngest brother's life, Aww. and um, the the mom to the most adorable Kenley, and is in her own right an awesome human being, and she's a, a super fun person to have in the family. Hi, Katrina. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. I see you got my bribery check about saying good things about me. You're like, you just keep correct, showing I up. At fa- <laughs> just like, you just keep showing up at family parties. Why are you here? I know. <laughs> yeah, marrying her brother was really just a secret ploy to stay in Tracy's life. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's like, you know what? I know, I know we're only in the, the mid-aught years, but I sense that Tracy at some point in the future will start writing for Hallmark. And you know what I want to do? I want to do some of these, even though, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was playing the long you game. Were, you, yeah. Long, long game. Yeah. Good planning on your part. Thank you, <laughs> Trina. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to hear this is your first time on the podcast, Katrina. So welcome. I know people will be very excited. They because we've got a lot of Snow Bride super fans that listen to the show. Um, and so uh, how how do, we'll have to hear your your backstory. How did you get into acting and how did you uh meet uh meet Tracy's brother and Keith. how did all this happen? Keith. <laughs> Keith. Okay, good. Um, so I got, uh, growing up, I was a singer and a dancer. And then one day, uh, Nora Efron's um, Lucky Numbers came to town and they were looking for background extra players. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. And I was super excited and did that for a day, loved it. Basically bribed my way onto set and volunteered to be a PA for free. Uh, and then from there, she was looking for uh, teenagers to basically scream at John Travolta from a passing car. And I was like, oh, can I do it? And she said, yes. And then basically Nora Ephron got me my, my SAG card. And then I just realized I loved that industry. And then after that, I just kind of moved out to LA and, and pursued the dream. And uh, I met my husband, Keith, uh, Tracy's brother, through bartending. <laughs> we used to bartend across the street together. <laughs> and like I said, I wasn't going to marry him, but I was like, oh, I got to keep Tracy in my life somehow. So I married him. <laughs> and then to make yes, sure, like, yeah. And then to make sure she really never got away, I decided to have his child. 
<laughs> yeah, the golden so, child. Yeah. So, and here we are. That's how it's going. So See, this, this is, this is totally exciting planned. because I am a huge Nora Ephron fan and, you know, lucky numbers is notoriously, she got an F cinema score. Which it wasn't I think because is, I was in it. <laughs> I think I think that's a. It was a little harsh. I really do. I don't think that movie's that bad. But it's so nice to know that something so good happened from Lucky Numbers. Now, I'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did, it did seem like a really random experience altogether. Um, <laughs> but it got me to where I am, and it seems to yeah. go along with the theme of my life. Yeah. So we're just gonna go with it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm feeling better about that movie now. So good job. <laughs> I have to say, I actually never knew that story. I'm like, how did I never know that one? Especially since <laughs> I love myself with Nora Ephron. I'm like, I'm listening wrapped with attention. I'm like, really? Yeah. Tell me more, Katrina. <laughs> like, there's like no movies to get F cinema, cinema score for people that don't know <laughs> is the score that the audience gives. They, they pull the audience after the film and then they tabulate it in like a bad score is like a b because most people at your average <laughs> film goer when they go to a movie most of the time they're like oh it's fine and uh and so it's it's like considered kind of a bad score if you get a b or a b minus so mm -hmm. if you get an f well, it means they hate it. yeah well you know it was a well, it was a group effort <laughs> <laughs> and if you're gonna I'd go like to big <laughs> yeah go big or go home no, i like to think yeah, that's right yeah right this is your base though you started at that and you've gone just nothing but up i was like guys if this well, is all it takes i got this yeah. <laughs> i mean at least with lucky numbers nora didn't write it it's the only one that she directed that oh she didn't well write. that's the problem yeah that's just probably problem. the problem <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I remember there were but, all sorts of kind of like weird shenanigans that were happening on set that I don't necessarily think were part of her control. And I remember yeah. like actors like shutting down set days on their own and because it was oh so gosh. cold and it was so stuff like that was going on that I that she was probably like, eh. Yeah, but that helped you get your, your card. That's so that's so funny. I love that. Uh, what, was your so, second, what was your second one? Sorry, I'm sorry oh, you're I fine. to interrupt. I was just curious. Go ahead. Kat, what was your second uh, thing that you, you got that was kind of um, of note or role of note? Um, we did a bunch of like little things here and there that a lot of them never saw the light of day, which is uh -huh. probably a good thing. <laughs> but then I remember my first job <laughs> in Los Angeles was Reba. I think it was Reba or maybe it was oh, North Hollywood. I love Reba. I mean, yeah, I love I was, her as a human, but I also love the show. That was cool. It, I was a bitchy prom queen on that one. Yes. So <laughs> that's, that was that one. Really? Or so if it wasn't that one, then it was uh, a Hollywood, a North Hollywood shootout or 44 minutes, a North Hollywood shootout <laughs> where yeah. I was teamed up with Michael Madsen and that was fun. Oh, but yeah. I actually didn't, I, I auditioned for the part that I got but I didn't get it. And I got, and they were like, oh, well, we think you're cool. So do you want to be like this cop in it who directs traffic? And I was like, sure. Yeah, take it, <laughs> Which that's is, right. Yeah, it was like two lines and I was like, awesome. But then apparently <laughs> like, 
Tia Carrera got offered the part, but then was like, I need more money than what you're willing to provide, which is not a lot of money, <laughs> whatever. And so I was like, they were like, okay, well, we can't pay you that, but hey, Katrina Law, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, based I'll do it for free, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're basically Johnny on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So they cast me the day before I got on the set as that part because I thought I was going to like rock up and be like a cop with one line. And they hand me 16 pages of sides. 16. Yeah. <laughs> Can you About, memorize these by tomorrow? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. Like there was nothing redeeming about this. And basically they kept changing the lines because they, again, they had these actors who were just like the, the meathead actors who they were very nice guys. But they were they were not easy they didn't like the script as is so they just kept kind of making things up and the director really had no control oh my over gosh it. So it was one of those situations but anyway they kept changing the lines and it was 16 pages of lines that they kept changing but here's the problem i'm a reporter <laughs> and i'm speaking directly into the camera reporting on events that are not happening mm. <laughs> and to be honest you, I you know what writers know. love yeah and, and big, I, when actors change the lines <laughs> oh my gosh well <laughs> you know what writers really love when the actors don't know the lines and then they just kind of <laughs> say anything <laughs> so basically i had i basically didn't even read the script because they had just given it to me the night before they gave me these sides and i was like oh my god so i'm trying to memorize and of course like when you memorize something and you haven't said it out loud the first time you say it out loud is a disaster anyway but then they changed all of that. And like I said, they just kept changing it. So that by the time it got to me on the camera, it became four hours. And I ended up like cutting most of it down because they were like, oh my God, this girl is terrible. They had to zoom in on the camera, as I said, one line. And then I would just say that same line again and they would zoom out. And that's how we did the entire thing, one line at a time, because I was so nervous, so terrified, had no idea what was going on in the script or supposedly around me. And I had no idea what my lines were. And they were just like, oh my God. But then here's the beauty of it. Two weeks later, I had to come back on a set and my scene was with Michael Madsen. And I was like, no, I've got this. And I got on set and I nailed it. And Michael Madsen was like, you're gonna go far. You're really good. And I was like, thank you. Don't look at any of the dailies from the first day. And that's, so that's I think that. I, started born. I think we all need to hunt down a copy of 44 minutes the north hollywood shootout i think that's <laughs> clear you can contact me at hallmarkies podcast gmail.com and if you find a copy this right would be great. yeah I, I feel like that was scored better than the nora efron movie though so <laughs> Probably. Like I said, okay that's not. tragic that would is it, just tragic I would mean. It, it get an f cinema score i don't probably think not. so i probably got like a d or a c Again, all right i barely had a big part in and so i'm not going to take credit for that either yeah uh, <laughs> yes so so tracy how did you end up writing snow bride i'm assuming you wrote it before katrina was involved i yes. maybe not um, yes yeah no okay. it was uh my that was the very first full movie uh that i'd had i'd had a couple of shorts made before that um, but this was the first full movie of, that I had, that I'd written that had gone into production. And um, it came about 
because um, my friend Lee Friedlander, uh, who has directed some of the stuff, we've, you know, she's done a lot of Hallmark work as well. She called me and she'd been, this was, you know, way back in 2012. And she called me up one day when I was working at the Milken Institute uh, in administration and kind of says, hey, can you write a, can you write a Hallmark movie? And I was like, yeah, I'd never seen a single one of them. And I said, yes, because of course you always say that. And she's like, great. She goes, so she knew a producer, Tim Johnson, who'd done a bunch of these um, uh, uh-huh. movies. And basically she had uh, sort of, she's very good at sort of finessing her way and, and, and uh, smooth, smooth talking things, which is great because I'm terrible at it. And she basically, she's a, you know, we were friends and she, uh, you know, sort of friendly acquaintances at that point. And so she'd read my stuff and liked it and she was, you know, hustling around. So she basically uh, cornered Tim somewhere and he got him to say, all right, get me a script, give me a, a, a Christmas movie, use this title. And the title was A Bride for Christmas. And um, he said, find me your writer, because she was pitching me to him. She's like, fine, if your writer can, you know, come up with an idea for that, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So she came and she says, you know, come come up with a, an idea for A Bride for Christmas. So I do, and I send it to him and we come back. And, and then the three of us were talking and we completely flipped things around, changed things around. And I got the go ahead. And, you know, long story short, not the least of which is it was no longer called A Bride for Christmas. And the story changed significantly by the time it became uh, Snow Bride, but it was going forward. Uh, and this, by this point, um, Kat, so you'd have done Spartacus and, um, and, you know, a bunch of, like you were, I don't know what season, I don't know if Spartacus was over or if it was still going or where, where it was, but she was just coming, I think just coming off that and Snow Bride was gearing up and I had already sort of begun the process of pitching Katrina, actually Lee had as well to, um, the, the future producer, uh, uh, Michael and um, also the director Bert Kish, who's just an amazing. It was an amazing uh, guy. God rest his soul. He's unfortunately no longer with us, but he um, he knew Katrina, and she'll say she can tell you this story. But from my perspective, I'm sitting here. It's me and Lee, and uh, we're we're pitching. Uh, I'm pitching Katrina to Michael, and um, Bert overhears me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know Katrina lot. She's great." And I'm like, "I think he knows." you know, as I'm pitching Katrina, I think he, he's overheard me saying that she's my sister-in-law. And I'm like, yeah, right. And we suddenly realized that, no, he, he, he hadn't overheard. He actually was uh, working as a DP on a movie Katrina, an independent film Katrina was shooting uh, in uh, the, where is it? What was Death the name Valley. of it again? Cat? Death Valley. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Death Valley. And so uh, he was just happened to be shooting that. And he was actually pitching Katrina to Lee. So this was just kismet, really, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's something Bert and I talked about. We were like, this just feels right. So then the, the, the kind of, uh, I think by this point, we were in, it was January. And we had just come back from you, Katrina, marrying Keith in Costa Rica. And we were gearing up. It was 2013 by this point. And, um, and maybe it was even February. I'm not really sure where we are, <laughs> where we are in right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but definitely. <laughs> no. But it was something like, it was definitely the winter of, tw- of 2013. And um, so we just had to, con- at that point, convince the network that 
um, an actress who was coming off Spartacus could totally do a rom-com, you know, which, you know, that, and I was basically like, no, I swear to God, she's funny. I swear to God, she's really funny. She has really good, you know, yeah. rhythm. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you know, and then obviously she just, she got it. And because you know, Bert was pushing for it too, because in real life, Katrina is a rom-com. And, um, and <laughs> fortunately for Keith, not, someone who is inclined to well occasionally maybe do some Spartacus but you know that's that's a whole other story uh but yeah no it worked it she came in and and she kicked its ass so sorry yeah. I'm not supposed to say that sorry <laughs> so kicked it. that's all right that's all right so Cushy. <laughs> is this something that when you have a script do you normally kind of say I, I really think that this actress is a good part fit for the part or is that something that you just do for family <laughs> um a hundred percent only something i do for family <laughs> I, as a writer you really have no power in this business yeah. whatsoever and and for me when i was doing uh snow bride i essentially was like look i didn't know if I, this would be a one-off this would be the one and only movie i'd ever get made and i just thought look, I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And I know this is not normal, but I'm going to, and I knew Lee also really liked Katrina and really wanted to have Katrina and was pushing it because Lee was the producer, one of the producers on it. Uh, so she, had, when we both sort of were, were pushing for it. And then, <clears throat> you know, once we, we were all uh, uh, behind Katrina, then it was just a matter of getting the network to, uh, to sign off on it, which fortunately they did. Yeah. So were you super pumped about this, Katrina? Like, oh, wow, I'm getting this part. Like, uh, oh, yeah, I love, I love nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I loved the script, but you were like, <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. script was amazing, and I couldn't wait to just sink my teeth yeah. into this character and bring her to life and yeah, make her fully yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, were, were you excited, though, to do something different from Spartacus? Is that, oh, that I was so excited. Um, yes, I was, I was very excited that one, uh, Tracy was taking a risk on me and having me be, you know, because this is nepotism nepotism uh put aside this is her career and sure. this is her name and this is you know this impacts all of her future projects so coming on I was like wow she's really believes in me and is taking this chance but then I was also like oh my god if I mess this up <laughs> I'm gonna have to have like triplets it's gonna be crazy <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember you already married Keith <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I remember on the first day almost hyperventilating because I was so nervous and so scared. And the beauty of Bert Kish being um, a friend and also the director of this project um, was that he was just so, like, if you knew Bert, he was so calm and he had this, like, um, Satanistic type of <laughs> humor that was just very underplayed. And uh -huh. just, it was just very, it was very good towards calming me down and just making me chill and being able to bring out the funny and and um save my relationship with tracy which you know 
Because yeah, if it had gone badly, I mean that it could have been some dicey Thanksgiving dinners. Oh, great! Yeah. I'd be like, forget that's, politics. That's the potatoes. <laughs> thanks, thanks, right, right. Forget politics. Ruin Snowbrook. Way to go! I single-handedly <laughs> ruined your career. Um, so <laughs> we, but it's a fan favorite. As I said, people love Snowbride, and why do you think Tracy? that is one that's kind of stayed around and, and become a fan favorite. Okay, so I, I'm just gonna be blunt. I think it's because it's funny and it's a little different than um, a lot of the ones that we see today um, and where there there's a, it's I think more of a uh, traditional romantic comedy mm-hmm. than um, that you're, that the audiences are sort of more accustomed to from many, many years. I mean, because that that was how I approached it. I have a, a I had worked in film development for many years for like uh, Mandalay Pictures and and uh, DreamWorks and Amblin, so that was my background. And I had read um, a, I don't even know how many rom coms uh, and and had written many of them. So that was how I approached it, and I think that that's how it comes across as. Um, a, you know, within the the Hallmark parameters, but just a little different, a little, uh, Bert is also very, very funny um, mm-hmm. and Katri- and he helps sort of elevate the humor of the, of the story. Uh, and I, and Katrina, Katrina manages to, you know, she has an excellent, and I'm not just, you know, kissing your, your tushy because I want to see my niece again someday. <laughs> um, she has excellent comic timing. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. and so I think those were, were big parts of it. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's what makes it a little, a little different. Yeah. You agree, Katrina? Yeah, I think there's a lot more um, slapstick humor and Mm -hmm. um, just physical comedy in, in this movie Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of the movies that you see on Hallmark, um, Mm -hmm. which are very lovely and very heartfelt. And like, there is a lot of heart in this movie as well, but there's usually not as much comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, And like little things that, um, Bert would do like for instance there's a part where um the ex-girlfriend is discovering who my character really is and he had her sitting in front of the fireplace and he very gently (laughs) turned the gas up higher in the fireplace so the flames behind her were just getting bigger and bigger as she was realizing oh my gosh I'm gonna destroy this woman's life so little things like that that you just don't normally see in most Hallmark genius of Bert Kish so yeah especially from the heroine because now uh they they don't allow the heroines to t- like to do anything sort of illegal or slightly shady and and uh yeah, yeah they'll still say like oh this person uh, is my fiance when they're not or something like that but they they that's about as as uh, dishonest as they'll get and uh, for her to be a tabloid reporter and uh you know sort of this i think it has a bit of an edge that a lot of these others don't have oh we also had we also had stunts we had (laughs) that you don't hallmark there was this huge hill that my character rolled and we actually got judy foster's actual stunt double to come in oh sorry jody foster's actual stunt double to come in and do this rolling down the hill in a wedding dress stunt and i was like this is legit so yeah, it was yeah yeah uh, yeah i was gonna ask did you just hate wearing that wedding dress oh so much fun getting to, like, the big oh, puffy sleeves that i had well, i loved it destroyed by the end of it if i had to keep it pristine and white then maybe it was it would have been a different story but it was <laughs> my element. 
I was like, oh, you want me yeah. to destroy this dress in a really clumsy, haphazard manner? Got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what was totally it like right. with Patricia Richardson? Because she was a pretty big, I get at that point, right? She was kind of the star uh, of the movie, I think, when it was first released. Yeah, she, yeah. working with her was just a wonderful masterclass in acting. She's so subtle, so grounded, was kind and friendly and that little twinkle in her eyes she's watching you act you're kind of like are you looking at me or are we acting what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a little intimidating <laughs> because she, she is amazing and she's hysterically funny um but she made me again I think between the combination between her and Bert and pretty much the rest of the cast she just made me feel so safe and and welcomed and supported that you know it was it was hard not to just have a blast working with her yeah yeah that's uh that's great i really like she's fun she's perfect for the role in, yeah uh, yeah in the film and uh do you have any any other sort of memorable things from this the set of that uh from the shooting of that film that happened so one of the fun little tidbits is um at the end when my best friend gets married uh she's actually getting married to my real life husband <laughs> oh no way that's funny and my the the my best friend is the actual girlfriend of one of the producers so it was kind of <laughs> this very non um hallmark family that's, or oh, going on. that's <laughs> funny <laughs> has there ever been any talk of a snow bride too lots of talk people are desperate for it so i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be pitching tracy very yes soon. I have ideas, but I don't think that they're, they're not, you know, I had this whole idea in my head about where I wanted to to take it, but um, I was basically told, no, they don't want to do sequels. So I was like, all right, I was going to call it Snow Brides, plural. Oh, see, that would be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snow Brides. I think you pitch it now because it's a new world at Hallmark. What do you think that- It is a whole new world. I will say it is a whole new world at Hallmark. This is a, Yeah. Well, and I feel like even this year is quite different than the previous, at least it seems like it's going to be compared to the previous years that we've done the podcast. Uh, that, I don't There's know. There's an overlap, like I will say. Yeah. I feel like they're taking yeah, a little bit more risk this year than they have the previous two years. Uh, so hopefully yeah, there, out, there's going to be more, more diversity mm-hmm. uh, this year, but I think that it's, it's there's still I know with Christmas with the Darlings which um is what were the movie that Kat's in yeah. now um is was conceived and greenlit under um the previous administration mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right maybe I'm watching too much politics um but it's under the previous administration and so it, it still has sort of that influence on it, which is all good it's just but it's just it has definitely those sort of um those buff a lot of the buffers on there however about midway through we we were able to sort of like loosen up some things and um uh-huh. i'm gonna let those surprises hit you uh when you Ooh. see them uh That's no spilling katrina and um and well yeah that'll show that this there's as, as traditional as this one is there are uh some uh untraditional aspects to it within so we'll see mm-hmm. but and i and i'm i'm I know that a lot of the, you know, obviously COVID affected shooting in a lot of ways. So a lot mm-hmm. of, of the Christmas movies that would were originally planned to shoot in the, the spring and, and the early summer 
mm-hmm. by the late winter um, didn't happen, and they are, sort of are happening uh, towards you know the midsummer and onwards. Now I know that that was yeah. you know it's been obviously affected everything. Yeah, but, uh, and, and yeah, that's. So, incredible i i mean i still i when they announced in july they were going to do 40 movies i i was very skeptical i thought there's <laughs> no way they can do that how can they do that but it seems like they're doing it i can't believe it <laughs> i'll tell you how they do it it's called canada Amazing. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Care of, and they've been a sponsor for us for uh, quite a little while. And we're very grateful to them. And they have a they have high quality products meets personalization. I think that's what makes them special. And all of Care of's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And they are super transparent about the research and sourcing behind all of their products. And you get individualized recommendations that come in daily uh, individual wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine we all are sort of struggling with that right now and and you have even it has your name on it they're very individualized and the way that they become individualized is they start you off with you taking their five minute online quiz and this quiz it asks you about your lifestyle your sort of your belief in vitamins how you feel about that your lifestyle your skepticism your health concerns all that stuff are taken into effect and then you are given with your recommendations for what you should be taking and that's very very helpful and you can adjust your pack at any time it's like having a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your house. And I know when I took the quiz, I was able to narrow down to my sleep needs as being my highest priority. I was able to get some of the dream team on the go uh, quick sticks and those have melatonin as well as other uh, properties that are good for helping you to sleep and they've been great. It's a wonderful service that they offer and makes things quick and easy. You can have it delivered, you can have uh, it on a regular basis, or you can individually order your vitamins. Important for all of us right now with fall coming on that we fall back into a healthy routine. As the season changes, it's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Caravage products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in the colder months. So you will really find it helpful. For 50% off your first Carev order, go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That's new code. So go to takecareof.com, Enter code Hallmarkies50. Uh, well, let's talk Christmas with the Darlings. And so that's coming up on the 8th. And Katrina, why don't mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about the movie? Okay. So I play Jessica Liu, who is the executive assistant to uh, Charles Darlington, who is the CEO of Darlington Corporation. And I have just put in my two weeks uh, for the Christmas holidays. And I'm going to be coming back to the same company and working in a new capacity as, um, an attorney for the company. But then I find out that, um, 
Charles Darlington, his uh, niece and his nieces and nephew who have been orphaned and living in Australia are now coming back to the United States to stay with him. But being how he can't take care of them, he's about to send them off to boarding school, which is just a terrible idea to Ooh. Jessica. So she terrible, terrible, horrible idea. <laughs> decides to Ooh. kind of volunteer to watch them over the Christmas holidays and much to her surprise and also to Charles Darlington, his younger brother, Max, who is the oh so sweet, lovable, yet slightly irresponsible younger brother, um, decides to help volunteer uh, to watch them as well. And then of course, um, connections are made, discoveries are made, and then possible <laughs> at the end mm. watch and find out Yay. So. so does this have anything to do with like peter pan at all or is that just a, a same because i thought when i heard the darlings i thought that's their no. last name. darlington i'll tell you i'll tell you where it is um the, the original title was a family through christmas and then it um it got renamed uh christmas with the darlings and i i don't know why um, I guess. I mean, it's an adorable title. But Darlington is the name of the street where my um, my grandma and grandpa lived on. And I always thought it was a cute name. And I wanted to use, that's literally the whole sort of backstory for the name Darlington was, uh, was my grandma and grandpa street. Okay. And yes, your I thought, well, ventures maybe, is... I thought maybe there was huh? like a, uh, with it being about kids and stuff, I thought, oh, is this like some kind of Peter Pan kind of connection well, or something like in that in hindsight max the character of max does actually have a little bit of the peter pan syndrome um <laughs> so maybe <laughs> played by carla and mark like yeah <laughs> what'd you say are you windy and you're a little windy yeah you are a go. little bit like windy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tracy how did you get this idea and uh, come up with the script <clears throat> Okay, so this idea was something that I had when I was in college, believe it or not. And it was originally called in my head, the Aussies and Uncle Max. And it was, you know, there were six kids and it was this, you know, massive mansion and all this stuff I was going to write it. And, and, and it just was one of those stories that always kind of stuck with me that, you know, as writers and creators, you, you come up with a story. And sometimes they, they don't happen exactly when you think they're going to happen. But cut to many years later. And I was just sitting down, I, you know, I had been doing a lot of um, uh, sort of pitch hitting, pinch hitting rewrites for the network. And I just thought, well, I would like to do one that is an original idea and, and come up with a few and, and they're still sort of bouncing around. But um, this one was one I thought, you know, I feel like this feels like Hallmark. You know, this feels like it could, could really be Hallmark. And by the, <clears throat> that time, and I had gone back to the story a few times over the years. And that's when the, the Jessica character sort of popped in because I was like, I don't want it to just be about a guy with kids. And then the more I started getting into it, it was like the more about like, well, the Jessica character being sort of this person and coming into this world. And, um, and then just sort of seeing it from, and then she, her character was kind of more Sabrina-esque a little bit like coming in. Cause I also love the movie Sabrina. And I always felt like William Holden's character um, in Sabrina was the more interesting character than the Humphrey Bogart character. And I always thought that, mm -hmm. um, you know, Sabrina and her would, would those, that would be a better match. And so I always kind of wanted those two to get together. And this is kind of 
you know, I don't know how, I haven't seen oh, the I final can see product. It. So, because yeah, he's, so. he's like the younger kind of, he's the younger brother that's a kind of a bit of a playboy type. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now he's helping with these kids and stuff. And if I can see that connection, I actually, I, for Sabrina, I mean, I love Audrey Hepburn. She's a goddess, but I actually kind of like the remake a little bit better than the original. What? I know. Shocking. Because I'm Harrison Ford? Yes. Is it Harrison Ford? Or is, yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, well, I love Harrison fair. Ford. But I don't know. I just, I feel like Humphrey Bogart is so disengaged in that movie. I don't think he wanted to be in it. I don't think there's any chemistry between him and Audrey Hepburn. And I just think there's more between, and I I like the transformation with Julia Ormond's character and the way that she talks about Paris and, and La Vienne Rose and all that stuff. Like, I don't know, I just really like it. And maybe it's partly because I saw that first and then I saw the older one. It's a hundred percent because you saw that first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like, you're Tracy like dying during the conversation now. I love her too. If you could see my uh my main uh entry room, whatever, has three framed Audrey Hepburn posters with uh my fair lady uh funny face and uh breakfast tiffany's all on the wall so yeah. i'm a huge Aww. fan but i love that uh i love the harrison ford one uh i really do but anyway yeah um but that sounds fun and so katrina we we haven't seen you in hallmark for five years i've if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and so we've missed you and now we're so glad to have you back yeah, it's fun to be back. Um, I've been trying to do another Hallmark movie for years now, but due to timing, scheduling, whatever, it just never worked out. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. when Tracy, busy. <laughs> when, Tracy, when Tracy asked me if I wanted to be a part of this one, um, of course, it was a resounding yes, because almost anything for Tracy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the script, you know, I, I think Tracy, don't tell her I'm saying this, but I think she's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Aww. Didn't we, we like her around here too. <laughs> so getting to be a part of, um, one of her scripts again is, is a no brainer for me. And, um, I just knew it was going to turn out to be awesome. And hopefully I did her proud in this one and she doesn't cringe as she's watching it. So these well, kids, I'll let you know. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> these kids and the darlings look super cute. Oh, they were amazing to work with. Such good mm-hmm. kids. Um, the two uh, young ladies are actually sisters. And mm-hmm. the best part was Anthony, who plays the younger brother, um, just fit in so perfectly because the two girls obviously had their own like secret languages and codes because they grew up together and actually lived together. And then the, having Anthony go in there and try to like be a part of them, they really did treat him like the, the younger brother who they absolutely loved and was yet slightly annoyed by. In, all the best ways it was, uh-huh. it was really cute and um yeah we got along great and they brought such a beautiful energy to set because you know it, it is a pandemic happening and everybody's a little nervous and a little unsure about what's happening and um and you know it's long days and it's hot and you're wearing christmas clothing so having young energy around you to keep you up pacing on your toes is kind of exactly what you need in the in the uh later hours of the day and they mm-hmm. were just great yeah. So what was it like shooting 
in uh, in this time of COVID? Did you feel like the safeguards were sufficient? Did you feel did you feel safe? All the testing and the other things they were doing. Um, the great thing about this production um, shooting in Canada is one: the, the numbers in Canada aren't as bad. So I don't know that I would necessarily feel I would have felt as good shooting this in the United States, just because our numbers are a little more. Um, mm -hmm. Did you quarantine up there? I did. Weeks, so or? my family and I we drove cross country because I um, I was quarantined in Jersey with my parents during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we all got into an SUV, drove cross country uh, to Vancouver, um, quarantined for two weeks, shot the movie, and then we ended up doing a 22-day road trip across Canada to come back to Jersey. Um, and again, just being in Canada was wonderful because it, it had a little bit more, um, it just it had more normalcy at, during this time than I think mm -hmm. anywhere else um, in, than where I am right now. And yeah. Also with the crew, this was their third movie during the during the pandemic. Oh, okay. So they were already a pandemically well-oiled machine. So there was no question for them how to behave, how to function, how to wear their mask, what to do, how to stay safe. And they obviously have been taking care of each other um, on and off of set for the past two films. So they were very, um, respectful towards each other and the work so while they would say things like oh these masks drive me nuts or this the shield drives me nuts it was it would very quickly be followed up with um but if this is what i have to do to work then this is what i have to do and there were no complaints about it in that aspect um so yes i did feel very safe um but you know there's that thing of going it is a pandemic and you are in tight quarters with these people no matter how much you try to minimize crew and and socially distanced, sometimes it's just impossible to do. So you really, really had to rely on people and, tr and trust on trust them to not go out on the weekends and go to bars or party or see too many mm -hmm. external um, family members or friends. So it, there was a lot of trust that had to go into it. And you know, I'm walking in and I don't really know these people. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of had to go off of the fact that this is a third movie. Nobody is sick. Nobody has gotten sick and everybody seems to want to continue to work. And they all had the mindset of like, well, this is the sacrifices that we have to make now in order to yeah. earn income. So we'll just do it. So in that, that aspect, it was so beautiful to be a part of that. And I came out of it healthy. My family stayed healthy. So um, everybody on crew was healthy and yeah, and the end result is we get a new movie for Christmas. So I guess it kind of worked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, did you end up having to get tested a, like a bunch of times every every other day or every day, or how did that um, work? Well, this is before the the testing became mandated. So mm. um, yeah, we were just kind of doing the, the check in. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's it'll clear the sinuses. I'll tell you that right now. The testing. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. And uh, so you, Tracy, uh, you didn't get to be on set for this one because of everything, I assume. Correct. It would have been. Um, I mean, I was writing some other things um, back here in the states, um, mm -hmm. and it would have required like you know schlepping and quarantining and and so forth. And I just was mm -hmm. like, I'm, I I was disappointed. Just you know, but obviously there are bigger issues at hand, sure. so, you know, I, but yeah, no, originally when I, when it was Greenland and I knew, or not Greenland, but I knew it was for sure, I was really hoping um, to be able to go, but it just, yeah, it didn't work out. 
did you have other projects that were canceled because of the 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 um you know hopefully not canceled um but there were supposed to be two yeah hopefully just delayed um there are two there were two summer movies that were supposed to go this year Mm. um that did not happen um for one of them was hopefully going to be set in costa rica and um sorry my cat is literally scratching at the door right now which is annoying well if they need like a Um, little like pa or somebody for the one in costa rica you can volunteer i'll come down (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i mean uh, keith and cat got married in in costa rica so (laughs) i was all excited to like maybe you know go back i was co-writing that with my friend kevin and i'm basically we were both like yeah let's go on set on that one that's you know yeah i'll be very diligent i'll wear a mask i'll be really (laughs) i'll let everybody know okay thank you good (laughs) Um, that sounds great uh so well i'm really looking forward to the film i think it looks very sweet and uh, i like uh, carlo marx a lot (laughs) he is one of the saving graces of chesapeake shores which i'm not a big fan (laughs) of uh (laughs) unfortunately but he is pretty good i like him uh and uh so I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so we like to, <laughs> yeah, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. You might've done this one already. I'm not sure. I can't remember Tracy, but if you'll humor me and do it again, uh, this sure. are some fun holiday questions. So uh, we can get your answer. But if, what, if my, what if my answers change though? That's what if fine. it's like, what is your, I, I may have, I may have to change my mind. I mean, that's fine i don't even know if you've done it before so it's no problem okay <laughs> okay so first question what is your favorite holiday drink and it doesn't have to be alcoholic it could be like cocoa or eggnog or whatever you whatever floats your boat okay for me yeah uh, for my favorite holiday drink sorry is mold wine okay yeah katrina of course it is oh i have to do this <laughs> yeah you do it too you're supposed to mute that <laughs> I'm like, oh, tequila? <laughs> no. Have a hard holiday. Loves one. Literally. <laughs> um, okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, it's for me, uh, my favorite holiday cookie. What is my favorite holiday cookie? I guess I'm just basic. Um, just give me shortbread with, you know, some green icing. I, I really like soft shortbread. I'll probably come up with something really more interesting later as I'm driving somewhere and thinking, oh, it should have been this. But really, I just, when it's Christmas cookies, I, I'll indulge in, in that. You taking notes, Katrina? Mm. <laughs> cookies. What about you? What, what's your favorite? Um, so I have a new favorite because I just baked it for the first time this year, but it's, I don't know how you say it. It's either challah bread or challah bread. Um, challa, challa. Challa, challa bread. Were, you, were you a quarantine baker? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, I was quarantine candle maker. That's what I got oh, into. Yeah. Making candles. Deep into the quarantine hole. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> not unlike what my everyday life is but somehow just it it, it was a little extra yeah and so i'm making my own candles <laughs> that sounds good. and i want to try your hana yeah. oh it's pretty good mm-hmm. my dad liked it so really that sounds really yeah. good okay uh 
yeah and it you can be any part it could be it, i don't know if, if you celebrate hanukkah you can it can be hanukkah it doesn't have to be christmas okay so what is your favorite <laughs> holiday uh christmas song or carol um oh christmas song oh uh you know i think i love carol of the bells mm-hmm. and um I'll, it's it's kind of you know just and it's specifically i think it's the mormon tabernacle choirs version of it that was in yeah it's from right here in utah yeah that's right that's right shout out to utah yes (laughs) katrina (laughs) what about you um so old school one is rocking around the christmas tree Mm -hmm. and then the new one is the mariah carey all i want for oh classic wait sorry completely i'm moving you're right i don't know what i was thinking okay carol the bells to um mariah carey is number one i i i am well, in my previous answer because she, i get this is the thing i will dance around like a goofball when every time that song comes on yeah it's so good she's the queen it's of so christmas good. so we we have yeah. to be loud all right do you have a favorite classic christmas movie um yeah i'll always love it's a wonderful life Mm-hmm. that's so that's good. it for me even though it begins with a suicide i was but, just you gonna know. say the best holiday film involving suicide that's right, right. That's right. well done. <laughs> i like to begin <laughs> bring, the, bring the room down <laughs> uh, katrina what about you do you have a favorite um i have ties so um i'm all about die hard mm. elf and I knew you were going to say Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Die Hard and Elf. Wait, what was the second one? Grinch. Elf? Elf with... Uh, Ellen Grinch. Will, what's his name? Will Ferrell. Will, Will, Will Ferrell. Yeah, that one's good. I like it too. I think you would like Christmas in Connecticut. Uh, I love Christmas in Connecticut. Oh, sorry. I've never no, no. Barbara Streisand. Uh, Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, you okay, need to I'll see it. it. I think you'll really like it. It's very funny. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of the uh, uh, the um, uh, ancestor to, or the predecessor to Snow Bride. Because mm. she plays, she <laughs> plays a, a, a lady who writes a column where she pretends to be super domestic, uh, but she's actually not at all. And all of a sudden this soldier comes to visit and wants this like perfect American, perfect housewife meal at christmas and so they have to pretend and she has pretends she pretends she has this baby and it's hilarious because these women are just delivering that that work in this factory are dropping off their babies and so every day it's a different baby and the soldier's like it's really funny i think you'd like it it's great Mm -hmm. i love that one that one yeah i think i actually now that you as you were describing it rachel I'm, I'm actually writing a, a book right now for Penguin Random House and I'm uh-huh. as you're going through I'm like wait a minute I think there's I think there's some some conscious you know parts of Christmas in Connecticut yeah. that have sort of seeped in that I was unaware of until you just articulated it yeah it's so. oh, I'm excited to find that book when you when you, you have to let us know when you finish it October tw- October 2021 oh my <laughs> gosh coming out that's awesome okay uh so which is your favorite scrooge or the grinch grinch uh grinch okay clear lights are wait Uh, (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's okay 
Uh, clear lights or colored? Uh, for me, color lights. Mm. No, I like those blue ones. <laughs> Ooh, okay, blue. All right, uh, snowball fight or build a snowman? Oh, snowball, uh, snowman. Snowman. Oh, I don't like pain. All right, <laughs> would you? <laughs> would, would you consider yourself a good I, gift wrapper or not? I am excellent. Ooh. So I am mall to do mine. Who do you get to you do get it? The mall. Yeah. Oh, the mall. <laughs> yeah, that's a good strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tracy, when you send me some of your candles, it's going to be wrapped pretty. Right. I can count on it. It will be so pretty. Yes. Oh, I've, just, I've gotten so like. Hmm. You can Sorry. request uh, your scent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your your fragrance, Katrina. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you can Not like your you scent. Request. Like you can put like your essence in a bottle, send it to her to like make a candle out of it. Which I mean, I'm sure you're wiping under my arm. I don't want to hold you back. <laughs> you put like a little echinacea or something like that in there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Here, here's my deodorant. I um, with la with the scent of lavender. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send all orders to Hallmarkies Podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? And what is your ugliest? I. I don't. I keep meaning to buy one. Specifically, I want to get the Hallmark. Um, ugly. They have one on the, the Hallmark website. They have, and I wanted to get that, but I, every year I, I get distracted by writing actual Hallmark movies <laughs> and I forget to buy one. We even mm. have an ugly Christmas uh, t-shirt design on our, uh, and you can even get it on a mask on our, uh, on our merch <laughs> store. So you take that. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, we do. We really do. I'll send you the link. <laughs> do. do you have one katrina i don't i'm waiting uh, for somebody to make me one i want it to be like a hand knit something with like yeah glitter you know stuff. what i'm gonna i'm gonna send keith the text for as soon as this is over with and tell him to start <laughs> knitting because you know, be sure he needs to get on that yeah yeah that sounds good well you guys have been amazing hilarious just as i hoped and i'm really excited <laughs> for the new movie and we'll be excited to watch snow bride as it plays probably a ton of times on hallmark channel over this course of the holidays uh so thank you so much both for coming on i really appreciate it and uh if people want to follow you on social media uh, or anything like that and do you have anything you want to share yeah if they want to send us ugly christmas sweaters they can send it to you and you can forward it to us it's a deal it's a deal <laughs> all the contact information in the description section yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have twitter right uh, tracy i have twitter and instagram those are the two and i'm very i'm not super active on instagram um i am probably a little too active on on twitter <laughs> i probably need to like like slow my roll on that one um <laughs> at least yeah but yeah it's uh and i'm gonna try to be a little more um active on instagram as we get into the holidays particularly yeah with uh christmas with the darlings coming out great well we'll have that all down 
in the description section. So check it out. And uh, you can make sure you're all following the podcast to Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really need those right now so people can find the show. And also, if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And uh, and thank you again so much for coming. This was so much fun to get to talk with you. And let us know your thoughts of all the different things that we talked about, either in the comment section or on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you all, hopefully, for your next, uh, we can do this again, hopefully, for your next project. Sure. That'll be great. <laughs> okay. Love that. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah.